Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au and it is racing with Inter-Dominion Heats and best uh, laid plans with Greg O'Connor. Don't always come to fruition. He's a pretty busy guy, so... Uh, hopefully we grab hold of him shortly. The Inter-Dominion starts on Friday night and it sort of was a long way out and a long way coming and then all of a sudden it kicks off and it's we're away. Uh, Friday the 1st of December. Uh, we might have some luck here, do we? Uh, I think so. Yep, 1st of December. Trotters and paces there over the 1660 metres, so effectively the mile as Greg has joined us. Greg, firstly, mate, how are you and whereabouts are you in the world? Yeah, g'day, Toby. I'm uh, excellent, thanks. I'm in New Zealand at the moment. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of big race meetings coming up Friday night, and then the following Sunday we have a, a race meeting called the Grand Prix where we have eight Group 1s, so... Um, in and amongst that, though, you're going to be talking about Albion Park because um, the end of the million's pretty close. Yeah, it is pretty close. It sort of snuck up on us with everything else that's been going on in our world. Anyway, we had the New Zealand Cup, which was huge for obvious reasons, in particular to Australians for, for Swayze winning it. And then we had the Breeders' Crowd on the weekend and all of a sudden our eyes turned towards the Inter-Dominion in Queensland, mate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, it's always a great series. It's rocked a little bit these days of trans-Tasman uh, mm. rivalry, if you like. Um, and that's more about the, the birth date change than anything because we now have our own grand final day, if you like, uh, which is Sunday week, as I mentioned. So, um, yeah, it makes it difficult for, for horses to travel. The other thing about the Inter Dominion, I don't think there's any argument that it if it's going to be in Queensland, it should be held around carnival time um, where they have the Blacks of Faith and the likes because one of the great attractions to Queenslanders is the weather, particularly at that time of year. So um, it, it, putting that into the melting pot, it doesn't actually matter because this Friday it starts. So we need to talk about the series that's, that's here, but um, it certainly has not aided the ability for or the want for the Kiwis to want to be part of it, mm. uh, both equine and human. Yeah, and nothing better than Queensland in the middle of a Victorian winter. And I don't know about New Zealand, but I'm dipping. It's a pretty attractive option, mate. Uh, it's a full cover. <laughs> yes, it does get very, very cold here and, and consistently cold too. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, um, that's something for the powers to be to have a, have a think about. But yeah, you know, when you've got the quality of horse that you've got uh, for this series, both in the trotters and the paces and there's there's a logical clash between Just Believe and Queen Elida and the Trotters, and obviously between Swayze and his half brother Leap to Fame. So, and they are not the only chances uh, in what looks to be an intriguing series. And yeah, and Friday night's so important to bank those early points, isn't it? So, you look at the first heat and the first Trotters and number one Mufasa Metro, who can beat those other two with all things going right, I believe. You know, if they both drew second row in the final and he drew well to lead, he could win the final, Mufasa Metro. He draws one and it's it's such an opportunity for him to bank some early points and then the pressure's a bit off for the rest of the series, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the the logical challenger this week for him is Olavici, and it's drawn beautifully too. You'd imagine they'd be leading and parked out and, and those two should dominate the finish. But you, you're right, they need to get maximum points because uh, the other two trotting stars are both drawn beautifully and both drawn to lead and both drawn to win. 
he, the second heat of the trotters, we'll just work our way sort of through them. I think, and I think some people will be surprised about how good Hatchback is. He's an underrated sort of horse, and sometimes his form looks mixed, and he races off big handicaps sometimes. But he's got gate speed, and it's so important in any race. But he'll get to the pegs here, Hatchback, hand up to Queen Elida. She'll win the first heat at uh, first her first heat. I have no doubt about that. But I really think Hatchback's a horse that can make the final for John Justice as he's just got that, that wonderful gate speed that'll put him in, in a position on the pegs to keep earning points. Yeah, it's a quick front line, isn't it? Because Sugar and Spice has enough speed to come out nice and early too. So um, you'd imagine that they'd, they'd be the first three to the markers and, and they'll probably run one, two, three with Queen Elida on top of the other two. She, is she a New Zealander, Queen Elida? How, how is she? Yeah, she is. Yep, ab- absolutely. She's out of a mare called Queen Kenny. It goes back to the one-over Kenny family, which Tony Barron, who uh, who races this horse along with the Mackenzies, he and his wife, uh, Cheryl, race Queen Elida. So she had her first couple of starts here. It didn't show too much at two, and um, they always knew, being by love you, that she would uh, develop with a bit of age. Well, develop she has. She's now won 30 races and over $600,000. So, um <laughs> Yeah, like she she is going to be their broodmare of the future, if you if you like. Um, Queen Kenny was a, a handy trotter herself, and um, yeah, she's she's got a, a very bright future, and, and her racetrack future hasn't ended. And of course, we've got a new trot slot race here in New Zealand on the same night as the night uh, race by Grins, uh, April the twelfth, and um, that new race, the slot holders for that have uh, have grabbed Queen Elida because. The mares draw the inside, and over uh, the 2200 at Cambridge, Barrier 1 will be where she's allocated if there's not another mare that decides to go in the race. Yeah, the Tabid uh, have grabbed her, haven't they? So it's a wonderful That's right. get. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it is. And and, and the whole um, byline with that, Toby, is um, the Queen's returning home, and she yeah. is. She's, she's a Kiwi bred, she's Kiwi owned, and... Um, She's going to have uh, barrier one more than likely in the richest trotting race uh, that we've ever had here in New Zealand, 575,000. Just Believe was unbelievable at Bendigo, really, to be first up and do what he did. We know what he did in in Europe, but he was just outstanding. And uh, although there's a previous winner in Mary Law who's just having a roll at the at the a throw at the stumps, I suppose you'd say from from the outfield and a crack at another into Dominion. Just believe a win this this final heat, surely. Yeah, look, unreal, wasn't he? First yeah. up, and and his price was pretty unreal too. Five fifty, easy to say after the race, but I suppose when you got Queen Elida in there, you would have expected her to beat him on on merit first up, but no, that did not happen. But. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be winning. Mary Law's uh, directly behind him. And, of course, Anthony Butt, the last time the series was held in Brisbane, um, was winning with Take a Moment. So, uh, yeah, you won't lack on the score of horsemanship there. There's a couple of interesting runners. Majestic Harry uh, for the Grahams. Funny Face is doing some good things. Yeah. The former Kiwi mayor. Sir Fahrenheit is a, is a very nice horse and a horse with excellent gait speed. Um, so I expect to see some, some early burn from him. And uh, the best bourbon for Grant Forrest is a great friend of this show, Grant, and a real character, mate. So uh, he's the sort of bike you want to stay away from at the Brecky Creek Hotel because he's a real <laughs> Well, character. that will be scary in the last week. As you know, I've been trapped in that place before. So it's good to know, Toby. Yeah. Good. Just put him on the list when you meet him, I shake his head list, and move on. <laughs>
No uh, problem. Uh, best of luck to you, Grant. He, he is a great bloke. So uh, best of luck to him in the series and great to see him up there with uh, the best bourbon. Now, uh, the pacing division, some things aren't as simple in the pacing division. And in the first round of heats, I just think rock and roll do's just a level above Future Assured. Our great mate Gareth Hall just tipped Future Assured will be winning and he's very confident. But I don't know, rock and roll do. If he if he goes out and performs his best and wants to bank some points, I think he'll win this first round of heats. Where are you at with uh, with heat one of the paces? Yeah, I think it's a race in those two. Future Assured has excellent gate speed, as we saw a couple of starts back uh, when beating Turn It Up and Company in 51. Um, around this track, so I, I expect uh, Trent Dawson to attempt the same scenario here. It won't be easy for Rock and Roll do out there. Um, he's, he's quality. We're lucky enough to see him here in New Zealand and obviously plenty of times uh, across your way. He, he's a quality performer. Will he want a gut buster from the outside draw? Well, he's going to have to go around and sit park, so he's going to have a hard run regardless. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's much between these two. I think the future assured... Um, if they're going to make the final, they need to get close to maximum points because I think the series is only going to get harder. Spirit of St. Louis, what what do they do with him inside second row? Do you just give him a quiet run and try and run a third, fourth or fifth? Or do you think... I think you just have to take your chance, Toby. You know, yeah. like you pull back over over the short course at Albion Park, you've got absolutely no hope. Absolutely mm. no hope. So mm. there's enough speed there with Tommy Lincoln. Um, I'm not totally au fait with Targaryen's uh, early speed from the Jack Butler barn, but um, yeah, I think you're just going to have to take, take your chance. There will be speed early. They, they will come out running here, yeah. um, so so there might be gaps early on anyway, but um, yeah, I think think Jack Callaghan's just going to have to take his chance from there and, and hope he can get off. Second heat's uh, a fair bit more open, I think. There's, I'm not sure where to look here. Better Eclipse, a horse I've been in the camp of for so long. Better Zip It's shown a, a lot of ability, and it's got a, a two words next to its name, Jason Grimson, which just elevates him, of course. Uh, yeah, it's a really sticky race, this one. Yeah, Better Eclipse has raced well at the track uh, before. Yeah, He's true. the Sunshine yeah. Sprint winner. Um, he's in great form. Like his last two wins have been excellent at Melton and Bendigo. Um, I can't see any reason why he's not really a, a gate speed horse, but he'll be he'll be poked up on the speed. When he won that uh, Sunshine Sprint, he drew about three or four from memory and worked his way to the lead as opposed to charge to the lead. And um, you know, there's there's horses to his inside. Captain Shuffles is is a very nice four year old. Uh, bit as if it's the question mark horse. I, mm. I just don't know where he's at. I, I, I have no idea where he's at. Um, you know, he obviously won the big WA slot race, and um, on on that sort of form, he'll, he'll take some beating. I just don't know if he's in that sort of form. We'll, we'll find out, I suppose. His, his second in the Redcliffe Cup was good, and then um, you know he missed he, he missed during the carnival, and and they sort of put him aside. So um, yeah, I'm not sure where he's at, but you're right about the Jay Grimson fact. You've always got to factor it in. You certainly do, and I think Pete said so. Could he can run a race at some stage? I don't he's know. He's a pretty good horse, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. He's, he's a really good follower of speed. He really is. So I wouldn't count him out either. Last race, eyes are all drawn to leap to fame, of course, in this race. But oh, look, Deus Ex has got some ability. Helva's been racing tremendously well. Another horse, he's similar to Hatchback, probably in many regards. He's he's versatile and. Uh, he's got John Justice who knows a thing or two about him and 
oh, leap to fame or win this. Don't get me wrong, but there's going to be a bit of jostling to get into that second and third spot in this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what I liked last time with leap to fame was uh, Grant's intention to go forward and, and show that he can yeah. go forward. Yeah. Um, and I think he'll do it the same again this week because he needs to. He doesn't need to get respect because everyone respects the horse. We know how good he is. But he needs to get respect from the point of view he comes out of the gate and he comes out hard and he's going to keep going until he gets the lead because we know he's been beaten uh, and the blacks are fake, albeit with a flat tyre. And yes, you, you've got to consider that. But he got beaten uh, in the Eureka as well, sitting parked. So yeah. that's happened a couple of times now. So you, you, And he got beaten, of course, in the Victoria Cup, sitting parked as well. So I think... Leap to Fame's a different version, just like most horses, when they get to the markers and they lead, um, very, very difficult to get past. But when he's been parked, he hasn't been as dominant. So I think Grant needs over the three nights to let the other rival drivers know, when I come forward, I'm going to keep going until I get there. Yeah. And I think you'll I think you'll see that through the series, so that when he gets to the vinyl, provided he draws in the first five or six, then his intentions will be clear and he'll just keep going until he gets there. Yeah, well, he draws inside Swayze. He has to have the gate speed to keep him to his outside. And he was a lot faster out last time and he did show that intent. It's a great point. Uh, Swayze, uh, Grimo says he's working better than ever, better than the Blacks are fake, better than the New Zealand Cup. There's only one question mark around Swayze and that's how tough it is to go to New Zealand to come home and then to run in three heats and get into a final. So he's got potentially one big super effort in, in a cup on Saturday, December 16. He should lead and win here, bank some points, and then the, get through the rest of the series relatively softly. I, I would assume that's the plan. What are your thoughts? Oh, I, I respect what Jason has to say, but how could you possibly say he's working better than he was before the New Zealand <laughs> Cup? Like he's beaten our best horse at Cuda, and beating him up. Um, if he's improved again, and yeah, I don't know about that, he would have had to have had three days off after it. Well, he did because he didn't start in the free for all, and then he had to fly to Auckland, then he had to fly to Sydney. Then, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe he is. Maybe it's a freshen up he needed. I don't know, but um, he he is a machine. Um, he won't lead this straight away. Turn because it up. Turn it up he'll, get, he'll get straight across him. Um, but turn it up, Shane Graham's also not going to park Swayze, is he? He needs to get as many points as he possibly can too. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you would imagine Swayze would get the lead by the winning post and, and, and win the race. I'm not going to back against him. I'm not going to tip against him. But um, if he's improved from the Blacks of Fake to the New Zealand Cup and he's improved again, okay. then he should be fav- he should be favourite for the series. Because if he wins the series, first of all, the Australian Horse of the Year has to be him because he's won the Blacks of Fake, the New Zealand Cup, and the Inter Dominion. If Turn It Up, uh, sorry, if Turn It Up, if um, uh, League to Fame wins it, then it's going to be an interesting conversation, isn't it? Very uh, interesting conversation. Yeah, it will be, actually. Uh, because, because he hasn't won all of the races we expected him to win. Yes, he's won a Sunshine Sprint, he's won another Group 1 too. Um, this year, but Swayze's won the Blacks of Fake beating him and the New Zealand Cup beating Akuta. So, he's yeah. He's got it at the moment, Australian Horse of the Year. There's no doubt about that. Catch yeah, a wave, won the Miracle Mile. There's not much yeah, else, really, yeah. No, I think it's, it's, his, it's his to lose. It, it really is. But 
that that just is another storyline behind this series. I I, I think it mm. decides who the Australian Horse of the Year is, no yeah. doubt. Wow, and it, it's going to decide who is our best horse, or, or just all around in general, isn't it? If it's Swayze or and if neither of them win, if neither of them win, and Just Believe wins, then Just Believe's in the conversation for the Horse of the Year. Yeah, well, he probably is anyway. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, intriguing, intriguing stuff. It's a good yarn. It is is a good yarn, and we're going to follow it through. We might do this over a period of uh, three or four weeks with you, Greg, if you don't mind. And um, more than happy. Yep. Next next Wednesday will be two rounds of heats in, so we're going to know a hell of a lot more by then. Yep, absolutely. More than happy to be part of it, mate. And looking forward to it. As I said before, we can talk about where the Inter-Dominion heads post this series and, and the future of it, but it's here now, so let's embrace it and enjoy it. And, um, you know, Albion Park's final crack at the title too. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty of sentiment around it. Good on you, Greg. Thanks, mate. No problem. There's Greg O'Connor for... Uh, joining me, Queensland is your place to pace with harness racing action lighting up Albion Park, Redcliffe or Marburg and it is Friday night. It will be well and truly lit up for the Inter-Dominion first round of heats.